Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 20. Well, hello there, Adamantomaniacs. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Adamantium Podcast. We've got a very exciting episode for you today, one that I'm really excited about because I'm a pretty big fan of these guys myself. We've got Southern Rock Band, Need to Breathe, on the podcast. Brother, won't you be my shelter? (laughs) That's the best I've got after a long night of karaoke. But yeah, really excited to share this one with you guys. Need to Breathe are currently touring, promoting their new EP, Forever On Your Side which is really cool. It's the first e- or it's the first music that they've recorded outside of their studio. They recorded it at Nile City Sound in Fort Worth, Texas. They talk about that in the interview. And it was just great. We just kind of sat and chatted about music for as long as we could. Of course, I stuck around for the show later that night, which was awesome. It's the second time I've seen Need to Breathe, and they are just... They're, they are killing it. They're not only just, they're, they sound incredible live, uh, probably better live even. And they're just so tight, good stage presence, uh, like amazing stage production, great lighting, really, really cool show. If Need to Breathe are coming through your town anytime soon, I highly, highly recommend you go and check them out. And if you happen to have not listened to Need to Breathe before, we're going to do our usual Adamantium Recommends. So here are five songs recommended by myself, by Need to Breathe, for you to check out either before or after the interview. So the first song I highly recommend is the song Brother, which is the one I kind of gave you a little snippet of earlier, except it sounds much better coming from their voices. Easily five-star song, amazing song. Definitely check out that song if you've never heard it. It's unreal. The next song I recommend is Hard Love, which was uh, actually the, the title of their Last album, which was really, really, that whole album's really good. The third song is Happiness, also from the Hard Love album. The fourth song I'm going to recommend is The Outsiders. And the last one I'll recommend is uh, Forever On Your Side, which is the on the new EP. Definitely worth checking out. So just the usual reminders before we get into the podcast. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review and a rating so that we can continue to grow and build into bigger and better things. Also, if you're on social media, please give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, The bigger our community is, obviously, the more uh, the easier it will be to get guests on the podcast. Also, we've got some swag now, so if you would like an Adamantium t-shirt, you can now order it on the website, which is www.theadamantium.com. But also, if you sign up for the mailing list uh, or you follow us on all three social channels, we'll continuously be giving away free swag like t-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. So get yourself on there. All right, that is all for now. So here we go. Episode number 20 featuring brothers Bear and Bo Reinhardt of the awesome band Need to Breathe. Hope you guys enjoy this one. I'm really excited to share it with you. Enjoy. Brother, won't you be my fortress? We're here with uh, Bear and Bo Reinhardt from Need to Breathe. Thank you guys again for... For, uh, joining us, of course, uh, means means a lot. Like I said, I'm a big fan myself. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna grab my notes here. And uh, first of all, congratulations on the new EP. Thank you. Uh, I had a listen through, and it was really good. I love the new single. It's Thanks really, 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 really good. Um, 
I kind of wanted to open it up because the kind of one of the special things about this EP was where it was recorded mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Nile City Sound in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, and it's kind of a place with a lot of history, a lot of inspiration. But I wanted to know from your guys' perspective, what does Nile City mean to you guys? What makes it yeah, special? Yeah, I think what drew us to it, it was uh, they record in a different way than we do. We've made most of our records at home. Um, and they had done a record called Leon, the Leon Bridges record that we really liked. And mm-hmm. just the way that thing sounds, like I, I was always, um, yeah, I don't know, I just, I just really liked how raw it was. There's like mistakes you can hear on the record and it feels like they're in one room together. And I just thought it would be cool for us to try it. We had no goals at all from it except to like go down and make some songs. You know? Right. Um, so it's interesting how it ended up turning out. It turned out really well. Um, but yeah, that, I think for us it was just like a sense of um, trying to get ourselves uncomfortable somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I get it kind of played along with because I read that you guys wanted to kind of go in and you know, you're only in there for 10 days. You want yeah. to get as many tracks out as you could in those 10 days. You got four out in 10 days. Yeah. Um, and you kind of wanted to get what was on your heart and your mind out. Do you mind talking about some of those things that were on your heart and on your mind during yeah. that? I think like we treat I think we treat music a little bit like therapy even though we don't um, we don't realize it maybe at the time. Mm-hmm. So most of the stuff I think we write we end up writing about ourselves in some way. Um, you know I think the band is in a really good place. Mm-hmm. You know I think that's it. That's like even saying that is scary for me. It's just like it's always up and down. You know, it's yeah. a tough road, and it's hard to get four guys on the same cycle of life. You know, and that almost never happens. Yeah. Um, so I think for us, we're you know we're starting to get really appreciative of the struggle, mm-hmm. and I think that's what hard love was about. You know, right. all these things. If it's if it's great, it needs to be worth fighting for. Um, and then, then I think there were some songs in there really about like Bridges Burn, a good example of like, now let's move on. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like we had that, we had, we danced to the devil for long enough, yeah. you know? Um, and I think there's some really honest stuff on there. Some, you know, I think having recording that we did, the Darling is a good example of a song that, um, we did in sort of like a couple of hours, you know, it was one of those I had on my guitar okay. and we didn't know if it was going to be a band track. And so the next thing you know, it's like, let's just throw this down and see what happens. Sometimes in the, in the way we work or a bigger studio, you might not do that. You okay. might not get to that song. So, um, I think that's a kind of a cool look into like our thought process on the road. Okay. Um, we're not, you know, I've been saying this before I play it live. It's not about, um, feeling sorry for us like we love our job right we love being on the road and um, but sometimes you're lonely sometimes it's home and um i think that's just like an honest representation of that um yeah and then other songs came from different places bullets we wrote um maybe the oldest of those songs um and then of course forever on your side ended up being um sort of an anthem you know okay um which i think is cool because i think that's a lot of what we did in the middle era you know of our stuff the reckoning and um Definitely, the outsiders were. It kind of that was interesting because it, it started out in soundcheck, you know, and kind of had a riff or whatever. And then uh, sometimes, like when you're, if you're writing uh, in that atmosphere, you know, it has a certain vibe or something. Yeah. And then I I had a line um, that I wrote when I was at home. So that that line the the line uh, I don't know what's around. Is it the in bin. forever on your forever yeah. on your side? Okay. Yeah, What's I don't know what's around the bin. All I know is that that my love will never end. Okay. Um, and so that becomes like a little bit more relational song, you know, mm-hmm. um, when you're at home. But then in the context, we got back together to write the rest of the song. And that's the only lyric that was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start playing it with the band, you kind of get the juices going. You're like yeah. this, this 
kind of relates to the band specifically and then to our kind of like a song to our fans too like um you know because we don't you know you never know what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. and all these journeys that we take with the band um and that that kind of seeing that we're going to be back in front of the fans again and and doing it that was kind of a song to them as well yeah it finally kind of felt like a tribute to the to the fans a little bit as well how have the fans been reacting to it? I mean, you're only a few dates yeah, into the tour. Yeah, we were talking been... about it last night. I mean, the, the EP is so new. Normally, you have <coughs> a record, and you wait five months and go tour it. You know, yes, like yeah. These days. That, when we were young, that didn't happen. Like right. We, you know, first couple records. But now, I feel like that's what people do. And they need people need time to, like, sort of process it. And of course, it. yeah. Um, and we haven't given them a lot of time with that. But it's been cool. Forever on Your Side has been killing and we you know Johnny Swim we did a guest with them on there and, and they're obviously out on tour with us now so they're coming out on stage and that part's been great and yeah I mean Forever on Your Side kind of has that catchy hook too so it's kind of a, an easy one to kind of quick yeah. get into really quickly it's kind of funny you mentioned that I went to see uh, Smashing Pumpkins were doing their reunion here last week and a Toronto band Metric opened for them mm-hmm. and they have a new album it's not even out yet it's out it's not even it's like a month from release and their whole set was like new songs. I was like, but we haven't heard any of these. Yeah. Like, it, and it was kind of a dead yeah. crowd, and I was like, it's kind of you know. So you kind of worry about that kind of thing. But sure. I mean, that was it wasn't even out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, on your your last album, Hard Love, which was kind of like it was a huge huge success, and I mean, it you guys won awards in, in all different categories, and the album kind of bended several different genres, you know, from country to rock and roll, and, and Hard Love even had some, like, electronic elements in it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys ever expect to do something like that when you first started the band, or is this how you guys have kind of evolved in? I think it's an evolving thing. I don't think, when we first started the band, it was actually, the first record is way more, like, Brit pop than most people remember. Okay. You know, like, we went to England to make it. And, okay. Um, it was a very, like international quote unquote you know yeah. sound for some rednecks from South Carolina <laughs> so I think there we started out with some big ideas I think what happened was what really connected with us was the more rootsy sort of thing we stripped okay. it back you're like okay that's what people really feel and they're feeling it on the west coast just as much as they are in the south where we're from so um, I think we sort of pursued that for a while and, right. and Hard Love was an interesting thing where we're, we're just trying to start over a little bit like okay. let's do something that we don't really know about you know we grew up making Take southern music yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. um and so but i don't definitely think it there in the early days it's yeah. an interesting way to get back to your roots was and, and a lot of people say well did you go this way or that way because it seems so different but i think yeah. really it's the getting back to the roots of not really knowing how to play your instruments right and being enamored by anything you can put your fingers on yeah you know that just kind of sparks the imagination and i think that was really what the record was about when we first started it um it's just kind of be be surprised and be kind of like you know yeah when you mix in some new elements it's kind of easier to get kind of inspired which is what we did when we started the the band there's been a lot of bands i've been talking to recently who have kind of been doing the, the genre bending and um do you do you kind of think that that's maybe the way of the few like going to be more of what we're going to be hearing in the future yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think probably for a lot of bands, yes. I mean, I think, you know, the um, I would argue that the newest stuff out that is is the coolest is on the electronic front. You know, right, like, yeah. Like, like the most innovation that's being done that okay. is there. You know, so I think that's got to attract any artist mm-hmm. to be like, whoa, that, let's use some of those techniques. Let's, right. Let's kind of mess with that. Um, you know, I don't think we really think of it in terms of that. It's more... Um, 
the, an expression of what we're trying to say at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of times, some it's just like a live show. Sometimes you need to strip it back to an acoustic and just do it that way. Because right. that's where that's where people get the message of that song or the feeling of it. And, um, and sometimes you need to blow it out because it's supposed to be a good time. Right. Know? And I think for us, it's a little bit of that writing mm-hmm. that wave. So um, it'll be interesting. I don't I don't foresee us making as you know um, as Cynthia of a record. You know, in the future. Okay. Um, but saying that, I don't. I feel like we want it to be just as big. You right. Know, we love the idea of people singing along in big rooms, and um, you know, the, as the band has grown, it's, there's been a need to make the music fill the space. Yeah. You know, and and um, I think we like that. Okay. Uh, just as you mentioned that electric versus acoustic when you're deciding your set, it just came. What came to my mind is Eric Clapton's Layla. Mm-hmm. So just out of curiosity, yeah. your guys. Electric or acoustic? <laughs> I'm an acoustic. I mean, yeah, yeah, I am, but but I don't know. Where, where that's actually uh, that's <laughs> the one I heard first. The acoustic. Uh, my dad played that. Yeah, um, and I loved it. But then when yeah. I heard the other version, I was like, "Whoa!" It's kind of like we, you know, took some speed and, and kind of like, like one of the greatest guitars. Yeah, it's yeah, like how do you strip out awesome. that guitar? And, and I was like, oh, "Man, yeah. it's a, to- a totally different thing," and I love that too. Yeah. I think that's that's where uh, the band is. Too. It's like. Why can't you love? Both? I heard. Well, that's, <laughs> I heard there was so much split. You actually had to play both. Like in yeah, yeah, shows. Totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we came up in a generation when acoustic music was such like a, a rage. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, like as if that had not been there in the seventies. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like Crosby says, and Nash never happened. Right. Um, but like it really was like acoustic and storytellers and all that stuff. Yeah. Was such it was so like pervasive. I think, and so I think that's like somehow that's made its way into our stuff, even if we didn't realize it. You did, yeah. Of course, I mean that's any band you're you, you're influenced by what you've yeah. you've grown up on. Um, the EP I read was you you guys kind of described it as a forward pointing arrow towards what the next full album might be like. Mm. So what are the some of the theme like some of the themes and maybe some of the experiments we could maybe expect in the next album? Yeah, we've started. I think we're we're depending on the band a lot to try to make. Um, the music, I think, you know, you do that when you first get into a band, and then, yeah. and then it kind of grows. And you're like, well, let's piece it off here and there. Um, I really think it's about us trying to get in there and, and make that that thing happen first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think it'll be a more raw look at what we do. Okay. Um, I don't know if it'll be as stripped back as like, you know, we had a record called Rivers in the Wasteland that was really mm-hmm. uh, about that. Um, and I don't know if it'll be as, as stripped as that, but it feels like to me it'll be, um, you know, a real rock band working together. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, you had mentioned actually the song Darling earlier that's on the EP. And that one kind of uh, struck me when I was reading about the album. The reason being is when I talk to a lot of bands, they always tell me about kind of the physical pains of touring mm-hmm. but that song's kind of about the emotional pains of touring mm-hmm. so how do you guys manage or, or how do you juggle your music career with your family life yeah when I mean, you're on we're, we're honestly we're still figuring it out I yeah. think I think you obviously as the band gets bigger I mean there was a time when I think seven years in a row we played 150 200 shows a year yeah um, which is insanity and you cannot balance it. Right. It's like this, like the road is life and everything yeah. else is just like rest. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and now I feel like there's a, there's a better balance to that. We don't work as much. We play bigger shows and we don't have to play as many. As you many. Know? Okay. Um, and I, I think that's obviously super helpful. And, and I think we went through a time where we would, we would have said success at any cost, you know, and now 
I don't think we're like that. I think, right. Okay. I think we have some perspective of like, man, we played a thousand shows. Yeah. And we really want this to be the best show we've ever played. But if something happens in your family, we can cancel it. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. going to be the end of our career. And so I think we haven't done that. I think we've, the bands have canceled two shows and out of a thousand. You right. Know, so it never happens. But um, I think that perspective is helpful. Take some pressure off. Yeah. You know? And I think even your families at home know like you're the priority. And, okay. you know, we're working because we love to do this. And we feel like we were given some things to say and a gift, you know. Yeah. But, you know, in the end of the day, they matter most. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Um, um, one other thing I read about you guys is you, uh, you have opened two medical centers in Nicaragua. Was there uh, an experience there or something? And what, what uh, inspired you guys to do that? Yeah. Um, well, we all have had a chance to go there now and see... Um, I went to Uganda with this organization on World Health mm-hmm. um, years ago and just saw the problem they were having. A government hospital doesn't have enough medicine for the whole year. They, it's dirt floors and it's, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just a really rough situation. And they were coming there and kind of getting in the middle of that and, and making it affordable mm-hmm. and, and having great care. And they were training people that lived there to do it. And I was just like, man, this is... Uh, a, a, like not just a coin phrase it's like a really sustainable thing like this this the way they're doing this could last way beyond you know the years of the organization right. which is awesome um, and so we started figuring out how we could do that so okay. a dollar a ticket you know um, we do a golf tournament it's okay. like you know a bunch of different ways and we now raise over two million dollars and it's crazy because we say it's a, it's the fans that have done it mm-hmm. and it really has it's us you know just giving them some small opportunity we never wanted to be a band that was like in the shows talking a lot about that or right. showing pictures of puppies or whatever it is we just were like of course, you know, yeah. um, we never wanted to take advantage of our fans but we just no. like make them aware of an opportunity Okay. and so it's been really cool They, they a lot of our fans have gone overseas for the medical trips that they do mm-hmm. um, so it's just really it's it's been a, like a relationship where I feel like an extension of the band yeah. in a way well it's kind of cool when you do things like this radio shows podcasts and it's, it is something that you can talk about and kind of share with your fans and people even maybe who haven't listened to you guys yet or whatever sure you know? so totally. Um, but what made you decide on Nicaragua specifically? Yeah, they they, both, they had great relationships in both. Um, mm-hmm. Nicaragua, you know, is the second poorest after Haiti in that yeah. part of the world. So it was like uh, a lot of reasons why. And obviously Nicaragua now is in a totally different situation than they were a year ago. Yeah. Which tells yeah. There's a lot of unrest there, and those hospitals are really needed yeah. right now. Same time, they can't take local trips. and yeah. So I think that's in the international thing, as far as I know, as mm-hmm. I can tell, you know, um, it's really about picking your moments in a, yeah. in a country when it's safe enough to go there and you can make relationships. And, yeah. um, and so that was really the reason. And um, it's been awesome because uh, we've been down there now to see both the clinics. We've gone there the last two years um, to see both the clinics, you know, open and dedicated yeah. and all that stuff. And you get to be out there, you know, in the community where it's going to be and, and tour it yourself. And yeah. it's just, it's, um, I think it was probably the thing we're probably most proud of. I think when we get done with this band, we'll look back and be like, man, can you believe that? You made that different. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And that's, you know, a difference even outside of your own industry. Totally. And it's something to, like you said, be very proud of. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. I've been to that side of the world, and it's it's it is it's difficult, you know. Yeah. So it's great to be able to do something that can make a difference. Yeah. Um, and on a on a lighter note now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like a fun question to kind of wrap wrap things up on the interview. 
um, if there was a music festival in Need to Breathe's honor, and you could pick five bands to play with you guys, who would it be? Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to go Springsteen and The Killers. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get two. Um, I'd say uh, Stones. <laughs> We're having um, a heavy lineup. hitter yeah, lineup. Yeah. yeah, but that's it. That's the fun yeah. of the question, right? It's, it's, um, hmm. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Okay. They okay. stick out on that festival then, a little bit, but. And then, hmm. I don't know. For me, it would be the Black Crows. Okay. I, mean, I think that's like we get split on that, uh, but that was I think that was got, the first real that. rock and roll band I ever yeah, saw. Yeah, we got yeah. the Stones already, so. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Kind of taken. You could. They got the swaggy thing. And going they still on. got Maybe. it. I, yeah, I, nah. I saw them like a year ago, and I like couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, totally. Like seventy Mick Jagger still. Totally. <laughs> Bruce too. Oh the yeah. Last time I saw Bruce, he still played a four-hour set. Oh, I know. Was, yeah, yeah, we were there. We played Hyde Park the time. I don't know if you remember that, but like they, he got pulled off early, and he McCartney was with him at the end, the last song. Yeah. Cut the PA. Oh really? And this is all. Yeah. Um, but he absolutely slayed it. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, the last thing to wrap things up. Uh, each of you, what's what's your favorite song to play live? Right now, for me, it's No Excuses. Uh, it's the first acoustic song we do in the show, and it's like got a cover on it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, probably on the, on this tour, definitely Forever on Your Side. Okay. Um, playing the new, banjo, exciting, and it, yeah. it's new and it's fun. It's a fun kind of like you know audience participation yeah. song, and then also with Johnny Swim out on the stage with us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, just, it always makes it fun. Excellent. What about uh, what about cover song? Um, I'm trying to think. It doesn't even have done. to be you know, yeah, in yeah. the studio. What nah. do you guys have fun playing? Yeah, we do. Uh, I, my favorite one to play in soundcheck is when the levee breaks. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, probably stand by me. Okay. Yeah. We do a version of that in three yeah. instead of four. Did time. you guys? I think you guys might have done that. We probably did dance fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, guys. I know you got a busy schedule, but. No worries, um, man. Thank you very much for being on the show. Of course. Thanks for having us. God bless. Thank you. The Adamantium.